1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, August the 23rd, 2021. Today's show, we continue along with the 2021 Position Unit Preview Series, guys. On today's show, we're breaking down the Gamecocks defensive line heading into 2021 football season. Guys, before we look at this year, I'll look back at how the defensive line fared a season ago. Also, we'll meet the defensive linemen, talk most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the Gamecocks pass rushers in the 2021 football season also guys we've got news and notes your listener questions and a fantastic conversation guys in case you missed it friday cox by 90 and i were live from rita's seaside grill in folly beach south carolina we have that conversation for you as jeff o'hara of cox by ninety and i talk game cox football the season opener against eastern illinois expectations predictions even as well guys Got a packed show here on a Monday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service was separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black gloves service they offer end-to-end packing services custom creating and packaging special items and cleaning services as well they're founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys so a gamecock on small business they also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina if you have any moving needs in 2021 be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, guys, if you have any other questions, go to their website, UpstateMoversGroup.com. That's UpstateMoversGroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well. I'm Chris Phillips. Here's the Spurs Up show, as always. Appreciate you guys doing it. We have got a packed show here on a Monday, and I'm very, very excited, guys, because, of course, we've been going through, counting down the days as we sit now just 12 days away until kickoff. It's crazy, guys. We're less than two weeks away from the start of the Shane Beamer Air and the start of the 2021 football season. But as we've been navigating and counting down the days and going through the position unit preview series today on today's show, we begin. We start talking about the Gamecocks defense heading in the 2021 football season with a defensive line here on today's show on this Monday, August the 23rd. Again, guys, I am fired up here on a Monday. Again, folks, thank you all so much for tuning in wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing, wherever this finds you I hope it finds you well whether you're on the commute you're in the office you're on the job you got the day off whatever it might be again folks thank you thank you thank you so much for tuning in to continue love and support guys and that's really where I want to start this show today Uh, a couple of housekeeping items guys we do have some things to talk about before we get rolling Um, the first thing is this just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who came out, who supported, who showed love to Jeff O'Hara of Cox by Ninety and I's live show from Rita's Seaside Grill in Folly Beach, South Carolina. Again, guys, for those who actually came out, there were people that drove down from Greenville that came an hour plus two hours to come out for the show. I thought we had a fantastic crowd, guys. And I'll tell you this: I loved the the setup. Shout out to Rita's, by the way, a phenomenal venue, great food, great drink, great people as well. Shout out to Billy Hall for looking out for Jeff and I. Um, a really really cool venue really cool spot again I, I loved it. it was a very intimate setting where we were able to we were able to talk to you guys and and take questions and I, I thought it was a really really cool thing and again that's what it's all about man it's all about gamecocks helping gamecocks and Gamecocks coming together to support one another and and have banter and have conversation and have fellowship if you will so again guys thank you all so much for those who came out also for those who tuned into that live show and of course in case you missed it that's why I wanted to attach it to today's show on the end of this podcast. It was a phenomenal time. Appreciate Jeff O'Hara of Cox by 90 for having me down in Charleston. Everybody I met over the weekend in Charleston, by the way, shout out to you all. What a weekend it was. What a time. Uh, what, What a great time we did have. Probably a little bit too much fun, if you will. But again, thank you all so much, man, that made this weekend, made the live show, made everything about my Charleston trip a very, 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 memorable one again guys thank you all so much for the love and support on that note guys speaking of my good buddy jeff o'hare and cox by 90 guess what we're coming at you again we just keep hitting you guys the content like i told you bleeding out the eyeballs i'm very proud and excited to announce our kickoff show live from halls chop house and yes we are streaming we are tweeting about it we are recording we are doing everything The night before the Gamecocks open the 2021 football season, Jeff O'Hara of Cox by 99 will be live outside of Hall's chop house. Guys, you might remember just a couple of months ago, we already did this from their venue. It's going to be a very similar setup to how Rita's was. We'll be out there five to seven, probably a little bit after as well, but We'll have sort of a meet and greet five to six, and then we'll go live six to seven. Also might have some guests pop in. You never know who might stop by. But again, guys, very excited and proud to announce our kickoff show for the 2021 football season at Hall's Chop House Friday, September the 3rd, the night before the Gamecocks take on Eastern Illinois. Guys, also really quick wrapping up. Very excited and proud to announce, guys, you've probably already seen on social media, but today... Today is a monumental day, folks. Today marks the beginning of the expanded Daily Crow. Guys, in case you missed it, of course, the Daily Crow Monday through Friday. We've done it noon to one, and it's crazy. It's almost like a year to the date that we really launched the Daily Crow for the 2020 football season. I am very excited to announce, though, again, in case you missed it, the Daily Crow will now be noon to two instead of noon to one. So again with the season upcoming, I felt like this was this was the best move. Um really really excited for the Daily Crow and the future of man and that content. We're going to be having guests on. It, it it's going to be a a great thing. The best Gamecocks daily live show, daily live stream just got even bigger and better, and badder. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun again. Noon to 2 now instead of noon to 1. So find your balls. Tell them you need a longer lunch break, whatever it might be. Um, No, great stuff, though. Again, the Expanded Daily Crow, in case you missed it, Monday through Friday, noon to 2. And that'll probably operate, guys, I mean, of course, all the way through football season. I'd imagine probably all the way through basketball and and, uh, baseball as well. So it's going to be that way for a while. And again, guys, thank you all so much for the love and support. Because without your love and support, there's no way a move like that would happen. It, It wouldn't even cross my mind, right, if the Daily Crow wasn't successful. And again, that's all because of you all and your continued love and support. You guys rocking with the content, engaging, tuning in again. Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much. I cannot say it. Enough. All right, with that being said, guys, let's talk some football. We're continuing along with the 2021 Position Unit Preview Series. Guys, today's show, we are breaking down the Gamecocks defensive line. And I told you guys earlier, I'm fired up. You know why? When you're talking about arguably the best position group on your football team? (laughs) Well, you should be excited. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, again, with the Gamecocks defensive line. Before we look at this season, let's look back at 2020 because i i think there's going to be some numbers here and some things that stand out to you that you're actually going to be really 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 surprised about because everything in the preseason right now going into this season is is you know the 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 defensive line is being praised as they should be with all the returners and the depth and everything else but surprisingly to me the defensive line also struggled It, it wasn't just the secondary it wasn't just the linebackers The defensive line did not have, outside of a couple individual performances, it didn't really have a great season, to be honest with you. The Gamecocks gave up 195.4 yards per game, rushing 4.9 yards per carry. Guys, that was 13th in the SEC and 95th nationally. Now, you had 14 sacks, and of course, J.J. and Igbari with six of those in the great season that he had, but I mean, it wasn't a great Gamecocks defensive front in regards to stopping the run. And hey, like we always say, if you're going to win big time football games, you got to run the football and you got to stop the run. South Carolina did not do a great job at that last year, again, giving up almost 200 yards per game. And folks, you're not going to win many football games going up those type of numbers. So certainly with the people you have returning, they will look to improve on those numbers from a season. A go. Speaking of the returners, guys, let's talk Gamecock's defensive lineman. Let's meet the defensive lineman heading in the 2021 football season. Guys, we'll start with senior Rick Sandage, junior Zach Pickens, Redshirt Senior Keem Green, Redshirt sophomore Will Rogers, freshman TJ Sanders, sophomore Tonka Hemingway, freshman Nick Barrett. Redshirt senior MJ Webb. Redshirt freshman Alex Huntley. Redshirt senior Devontae Davis. Redshirt senior Jabari Ellis. Uh, and these guys are listed as Edge, but of course they're defensive linemen. Senior, JJ Nigbare, sophomore, Jordan Birch. Redshirt senior, Jordan Strawn. Uh, fifth year, Aaron Sterling. Uh, Redshirt sophomore, Hot Rod Fitton. Redshirt freshman, Gilbert Edmund. Redshirt sophomore, Tyreek. Johnson. So again, I think it's like 18 or 19 total players. And again, a very, very, very experienced unit, a deep unit and a unit in a room. I know we all agree that has as much talent, if not the most talent on this Gamecocks 2021 roster. All right, guys, let's talk. Most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade for the Gamecocks defensive line heading in this 2021 football season. Let's start. With most approved. Uh, again, there are a lot of known commodities in this uh, in this position group, if you will. A lot of guys who have played really, really good football for you and a lot of guys who are going to flash this year and I think going to have a lot of success. But I'll tell you this, and, and listen, stars don't mean everything right they don't mean everything you know we've seen it at South Carolina some of the best to ever do I'd say most of the best players to ever come through South Carolina were three stars maybe guys who were overlooked in recruiting or were not thought of as you know quote-unquote highly regarded prospects if you will that turned out to be fantastic players legendary players again some of the best that have ever worn the garnet and black so again recruiting doesn't mean everything the stars I should say don't mean everything but at South Carolina guys When you get a five star, right, you you, you simply right now, the reality of your program is you do not get enough five stars to miss, right? You don't get enough five stars to miss and for those guys to not pan out and for those guys to not be contributors, at least. And a guy that I look at in this room that I think has as much potential as anyone. On this football team, I I mean, I think he could be a first round type of guy. I think he is a first round type of talent and someone that is a true freshman a season ago. You know, I don't really feel like we saw anything great out of him. Again, you can blame the scheme. You can blame the coaching. You can blame the fact that he was a true freshman. So it's hard to put a lot on him. But the guy, to me, that I think, you know, you talk about this room, and, hey, we could talk about what will make a successful season for these guys, and we're going to in just a second. But I think one of the things, if this defensive line truly wants to be as good as advertised, right, and that they want to take that next step, if you will, a guy like Jordan Birch to me, has to take that next step individually. Jordan Birch has got to play like the five-star you recruited him to be. And, again, I know that's putting a lot of pressure on him, but birch's is a guy, the upside, the talent, the ceiling – It is through the roof, right? It's through the roof how good this kid is, how good he can be, how much talent he has. And like I said, we didn't really see him do anything too, too crazy a season ago as a true freshman. Can he take that next step? Because, again, guys, I know all the love is going to Jay Barre and and some other guys, deservedly so. But Jordan Birch might actually be the most talented player. In this room again, guys, I got a good buddy that works at Georgia. Georgia wanted Jordan Birch very, very badly. and He told me, he's like, Chris, if this kid's not a first round draft pick, you guys messed up like that's how much talent Jordan Birch has. So again, with those type of expectations and those type of goals for a kid, that means there's a lot to prove for you. And again, that's why Jordan Birch to me has the most to prove amongst the Gamecocks defensive linemen heading in this 2021 football season. All right, let's talk best overall. For South Carolina's defensive line, their pass rushers heading into this season. And, guys, I'm going to spare you the dramatics because I don't think this one is a shock at all. Obviously, when South kind of got the news that he was returning to school, a major, major boost for the Gamecocks. Of course, guys, I'm talking about edge rusher, a, a nightmare for opposing offenses, a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks, J.J. In And again, a guy we're seeing on every single preseason all-conference list. I think he was named you know, first or second team preseason all-SEC. A guy that just has a motor, plays with an attitude off the edge, gets after the quarterback. He has a knack for finding the quarterback and making big plays. And again, a guy that I feel like has been making plays for a while for Salkin. And again, I thought going into last year, we knew he was a pretty good player. But again, this was a guy that took that next step and became a real playmaker and a threat for Salkin. Again, guys, six sacks a season ago in a 10-game All-SEC season. That is getting the job done. So again, for me, guys, best overall, it's no secret in the leader of this room, in my opinion, J.J. Inigbari. All right, let's talk season will be successful if what will spell a successful season <clears throat> for the Gamecocks defensive front in this two thousand twenty one football season and again guys, we're in the honeymoon phase right now, right and it's you know it's it's best shape of your life season and we're hearing this report and that report and this is happening in fall camp and that's happening in fall camp and of course. Hope Springs eternal in the offseason preseason however you want to label it right so again when, when you know when you're in this preseason and you know you ha- we all have our hopes and dreams and aspirations of what Gamecocks football is going to do this year certainly the Gamecocks defensive line has been at the center of a lot of that talk that chatter how good are they going to be is it one of the best defensive lines in the entire conference you know of course Jimmy Lindsay your new defensive line coach Clayton White in the 4 How good, just how good will the defensive front be this season? And again, guys, that's where it really starts for me. The season will be successful for the Gamecocks defensive line in this 2021 football season if they just live up to the hype because there's so much hype around them. I mean, this is a position unit that really, you know, when we talked defense about a month ago, this is a position unit that just has to. They they have to live up to the hype, guys, because, again, we know the battle you are facing in the secondary. We understand the reality at the linebacker position. The defensive line, it is a plus. Again, it's arguably the best room, the best overall position, at least with the skill players, on your football team. So, again, if they live up to the hype, right, I mean, you, you talk about the names, again. I, I mentioned them earlier, but guys like J.J. Nibari and Zach Pickens and Jordan Birch and Tonka Hemingway and Rick Sandage and, and uh, you know, some of your other pass rushers as well. Again, you just keep going down the list. Jordan Strawn, the Georgia State transfer that you had that led college football, not just his conference, led all of college football in sacks. If they can just live up to the hype because there's so much hype around them, It will be a successful year, not only for this position group, but I think for the Gamecocks defense as well. So again, for me, the 2021 football season will be successful for the Gamecocks defensive front if they simply just live up to the hype. All right, with that being said, guys, let's close it out, getting to overall grade for the Gamecocks defensive line in this 2021 football season. Like I said, guys, I was actually really surprised looking back at last year's stats and just... I mean, call it for what it is, how bad they were. I, I I was really, really surprised. You know, I'd kind of forgotten that South kind of struggled so mightily in stopping the run. And again, you've heard Shane Beamer talk about it. I've talked about it. If you're going to win football games, you have to be able to run the football and stop the run. Obviously, Shane Beamer is very giddy. He's very high on his defensive line. You know, talking about SEC media days, if you're solid on both lines of scrimmage and you're plus in the kicking game, you have a chance to win. Well, certainly South kind of that right now with the guys that I mentioned that you have back on this year's team, and you're leaning on that defensive line to really set the tone for you week in, week out on the defensive side in a defense that's going to be figuring things out as we get through and we go through this season, if you will. But for me, like I said, guys, is it the best defensive line in the conference? I think some guys have to step up and emerge, and I think there's certain things that have to be figured out. And I think that, uh, you know, there still are some question marks here and there in regards to the run game, and can you stop the run? Again, you're not going to win many games, guys, giving up 195 yards per game rushing. 4.9 4.9 yards per carry. You're simply not. But we do know you've got hella athletes. You've got great athletes on the edge, especially, I think, the experience on the inside with guys like Jabari Ellis, Rick Sandage. I know he's going to be hurt at the beginning of the season, but I think he's a good player. Tonka Hemingway is a guy that I think nobody talks about enough. Keem Green's another guy that I think will play for you a lot. Um, and, again, the list of these guys goes on. Zach Pickens, of course, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I love the depth. I'm not ready to say they're the best defensive line in the conference, but they're one of the best, and I think they will wreak havoc on opposing offenses this season. And again, it's going to be on them. For this Gamecocks defense to have success, to have a, a surprise year, if you will, it all starts on the line of scrimmage for this Gamecocks defensive line. And again, guys, with that being said, I love the depth. I love the athleticism. I love the players you have up there. Give me an A for the overall grade for the Gamecocks defensive front. Like I said, guys, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best defensive line in the conference or some pretty damn good defensive linemen and defensive lines as a whole in this conference, but it is one of the best. And like I said, guys, you could really argue it's maybe the best position unit that South kind of has to offer on this football team. So again, You love where you're starting offensively, defensively, with the depth at the line of scrimmage. And again, for that reason, I give this defensive front an A. I I think it truly is a plus unit for you. Again, you're going to be leaning on them week in, week out. And I think you're going to see this defensive front. I think J.J. and guys, if he has another big year, which I expect him to, I think he could be a first-round, probably second-round guy. Real talent up front. So again, give me an A for the Gamecocks defensive line heading into 2021 football season. So, guys, with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for the defensive line. We will talk linebackers on the Thursday show as, as again, we continue to count down the days till kickoff, just 12 days right now. And, again, guys, as we count down the days, we'll continue the position at preview series and everything else. So, again, appreciate y'all tuning in and rocking. With that, let's get to news and notes, guys, and we'll get your listener questions and our conversation. Cox by 90 and I uh, from Rita's Seaside Grill in Folly Beach, South Carolina, from Friday. News and notes. One quick thing really quickly that I did want to highlight. The Hall of Fame class for the 2021 year was announced, and my goodness, is it a star-studded lineup for the Gamecocks Hall of Fame class. This? You, you've got Dr. Mike McGee, Nancy Wilson, Kim Hudson-Williams, Ron Willis, Brantley Southers, and oh, by the way, these people, John Abraham, Connor Shaw, Mike Duggan, or excuse me, Dura, my bad, Michael Roth, and Scotty Ward. Again, guys, any Hall of Fame class you have with Roth, Shaw, and Abraham, yeah, that's a, that's pretty damn solid. So again, how about that? Congrats. Let's give them a little round of applause here on Monday. Congratulations to all of the Hall of Fame inductees. And again, certainly... All very well-deserving, and i tell you what, I I don't know which game specifically it is going to be that South Carolina is going to honor them, but my goodness, that is going to be a sold-out and a packed Willie B to honor, again, some of the best that have ever put on the Garnet and Black. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get your listener questions here. We've got just a few. Uh, Krusty Andy says, D-line Thunderdome, who is the alpha? Great question. Um, Let's look at the measurables here. And again, appreciate Krusty Andy by the way, and everybody else who tuned in. Uh, we, we did a little Instagram live Saturday night, and I was bringing you guys on and asking you questions about the season and stuff like that. So we can appreciate y'all rocking with that. And uh, like I said, it was it was one hell of a uh, it was one hell of a weekend. That's <laughs> for damn sure. Um, <clears throat> let's see your biggest guy. I'll tell you who's a big dude, man. Nick Barrett to be a true fresh freshman, six foot three, three hundred and twelve pounds. Um, Man, Jordan Burke, 6'6, 268. That is a monster, dude. I would probably go, I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go Jabari Ellis. That's a scary looking dude, man. 6'3, 278. But I think what he lacks in size, he makes up for with toughness and determination. And a guy that, yeah, he's gonna give you hell. So again, I, I'll go, I'll actually go Jabari Ellis for the defensive lineman thunderdome great question crusty andy always coming up in the clutch with these questions uh crusty andy says okay serious question how many sacks does jj get this year you know and i was thinking about this earlier man i'll be very intrigued and interested to see do do teams change up the way like you know i'm not saying jj Nabari abari is is jadevion clowny i'm not putting him in that conversation but do we start to see offenses highlight him and 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 put two guys on him? Is J. Barre sort of, you know, do offenses try to take him away? And if they do, who's going to take advantage of being in a one-on-one matchup? Um, Do the numbers go up or down from last year? I think they'll actually stay pretty consistent. I think he'll be around that six or seven sack number. Um, I know you're playing more games this year, but again, I you know, I think you have other guys that are going to have big seasons for you, but I fully expect J. Barre. Will he hit double digits? Uh, I You know, I think that's kind of asking a lot because, again, there's so many other guys on this defensive front that I think are going to get their fair share as well. But, uh, yeah, I'd say six or seven. Again, it's going to be a really fun game of, you know, I'll meet you at the quarterback. going to be a lot of fun for us to watch. That is for sure. Last question, Creek61 says, I know Georgia will be highly favored to beat us, but do you see it being a competitive game? Uh, you know, maybe early on, I-, I don't think, just call it what it is. Again, I, I don't think South is on that level. I don't think South Carolina has the, the depth to go toe to toe with Georgia for four quarters. Again, weird things happen in the South kind of Georgia series. Obviously, we've seen that. Obviously, we all remember 2019 and what happened. I don't think that's one you go into realistically, as you're saying, you know, uh, we've got a real chance to win. And I think Georgia's probably going to be a 24, 24 and a half point favorite. And again, that's not to say that South Carolina can't surprise. We we, we all know very well the history of the South Carolina Georgia series. I just don't think the Gamecocks, though, from a roster standpoint, man, I, I don't think they're there right now. And I'll tell you this. I think Georgia is legit. I think they're for real. I've got them as my SEC champion pick and my national champion pick. For a reason, I think the dogs are absolutely loaded. I'll tell you this, I hate the matchup in the secondary. I I think Georgia, I know they've lost some guys to injury, but Georgia's a football team that's going to throw the football. They're going to push it. They're going to try to throw it downfield. And so South Carolina's defensive line is going to need to play their tails off. And, you know, your secondary is going to really, really, really be tested. So, again, it'll be a great opportunity for South Carolina to show sort of where it is, just how far away are are they? You know, I think we'll get an idea of, okay, this is sort of the – you know the starting point from the rebuilding process, if you will. But uh, no, I, you know I I think I picked that one going in the season as like a twenty four point loss or something like that. And that's that's probably what I'll be around. I mean I hate to say it, but I just think Georgia. I think they're for real. I think they're legit, and uh, I just don't think South Carolina's really got the horses right now to go toe for toe, toe, toe to toe with them uh, for four quarters. I, I just don't think so. So again, appreciate the question, though, man. Thank you so much. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, guys. Like I said earlier, appreciate everyone that came out to Rita Seaside Grill and Folly Beach, man, that watched the show that continues to rock with the content, rock with everything we do. Again, I'm really excited about this haul show Friday, September the 3rd. Kickoff show with my guy Jeff O'Hara of Cox by 90. I'll tell you this, man. Jeff does a phenomenal job, by the way, with Cox by 90. I highly, highly suggest you listen after you listen to the Spurs Up show, of course. No, uh, no. Jeff does an incredible job, though, and I made sure I told him that, and I want to make sure you guys tell him that. I mean, Jeff does 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 a hell of a job, and and I really enjoy, you know. Uh, our friendship. I pre- I'm, i you know, proud to call him a friend. I appreciate his friendship and I really enjoy our conversations together. And of course, talking ball. And again, I thought Friday night was just a really, really fun laid back conversational. Uh, you know, we took people's questions from the crowd. So again, thank you to all of you who came out, who tuned in. And now, again, if you didn't have the opportunity, you can listen to the show because again, that's the conversation that is upcoming on today's podcast again folks thank you all so much like i said don't forget we'll be promoting it on social media friday september the third kickoff show with my guy jeff o'hara cox by 90 at hall's chop house right across the street from the state house right in downtown columbia guys gonna be one hell Of a time again, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much for the love and support. And now, enjoy this conversation with Jeff O'Hara of Cox by 90 live from Rita's Seaside Grill in Folly Beach,
2: South Carolina. All right, we're live. Let's go. Here we go. How's everybody doing today on this beautiful Friday afternoon? Look at this. We got the chat going in too. Tune in live. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch,
1: we're live digitally, we're live out at Rita's Seaside Grill, give it up for Rita's, what a venue this is, Rita's, Jeff O'Hara, Cox by 90, I'm Chris Filt, the Spurs Up Show, appreciate y'all tuning in, we're talking a little Gamecocks football, 15 days away, just a little over two weeks to kick off Jeff, I'm excited, man. Appreciate you having us out. Hey, obviously, let's get it. Uh, people who know people—it's a good thing to know people who know people. But either way, no, appreciate you, man. Looking forward to this. Obviously, the last time we were live together, it was Ooh, baseball season. God,
2: now please. we're, uh, yeah, about to say we're about to kick it off, man. So. We had to, so let's think about that. First off, I want to say thank you to Rita's, thank you to Billy Hall, thank you to the Hall's family. This is incredible, incredible setting. Thank you to all of my friends, new friends, and Gamecock fans. to your friends. How about
1: how about his friends? Yeah. Jeff's friend.
2: But literally, you know, the new friends, I love it. Between Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, social media, the interactions you make with people that you thought you'd never meet, maybe bypassing them at Williams-Brice Stadium saying, go Cox. You kind of get to actually talk to them. I've loved this past hour getting to speak to you, too. So thank you all for coming out. Again, the last time we were together outside of Hall's Chop House, Columbia State House in the backdrop, it was beautiful. And we were hoping for a regional win against baseball. But well, we got it game one.
1: We just didn't get it the rest of the way. We didn't so, get it the rest no, of the we way. Didn't.
2: That, was not, that not, was not enough
1: screwballs. That was the biggest.
2: So we did it what Thursday night. That Friday yeah. game was at noon. Virginia.
1: Virginia game beat them three to two. And uh yeah, ODU Saturday night, you lose that one, and then Virginia again, they get you in the rematch. But the so, biggest thing yes. was
2: it was the party yep. between that noon win, and then yeah, was, the 7 o'clock Saturday game. That
1: was a blur for me, so, I mean, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember
2: really. no, well, it was hey, fun. we're it was bringing time. those tailgates back, though, this fall. I tell you, that's something uh, we're excited about, too. More collaboration, too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, williams Bryce is going to be an exciting electric atmosphere with, what, 80,000 screaming Cock fans. Yeah. At, so, yeah, I'll we say, can't I'll, wait for that.
1: I'll say this, too, man. It's great to see Gamecocks come together, obviously, when you have perspective on last year year and a half and the madness and the craziness that was and you know at this point last year I'll tell you from you know myself personally as a business owner and just as a sports fan but we had no idea whether football would even be a thing what it would look like the future of life itself and so to be out here with all you beautiful people at this fine establishment a beautiful place one of my favorite places ever Folly Beach it's incredible man so it's I think when you have perspective it's hard not to be extremely grateful for what we have going on right now I man it's awesome and like i so said 15 days it'll be 80 80 plus thousand screaming china fans on a night game <laughs> at williams bryce under the lights i mean you can't beat it. i'm ready for ready. you all to live
2: in charleston this is like a blessing because every afternoon we've had a thunderstorm roll in it's been like absolutely horrific and I don't know. Maybe somebody's shining on us today. Maybe somebody wants... What did old Spurrier... What
1: did Spurrier use to that? God 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 shining on the Gamecocks.
2: Gamecocks, I'll tell you that. That was was after that Georgia win, I want to say. He was saying that, too. So, all right. Hey, talking about football, getting everything kick-started. So, last night, Beamer had his first call-in show at Backstreet's. One of me and my girlfriend's favorite spots to go to. Thank you for coming out, Cam. I appreciate you. But chris was there live so i wanted chris to talk about the feelings surrounding columbia Backstreets. what was that like last night
1: you know it's funny i had a guy tweet at me that i don't know who it was just some troll or something or whatever he yeah. was saying like oh it sounded pitiful on on radio it wasn't very loud and dude, it was slammed it was slam packed i mean you could not find a place to sit Um, I mean I thought Beamer did a great job I mean kind of the normal what you'd expect out of him at this point in the preseason just kind of giving the normal you know not pre-canned answers but sort of the coach speak if you will but he's excited he's fired up obviously and you can tell that he's also anxious you know his first year being a head coach and this isn't a normal thing for him normally he talked about you know he's he's coaching his position if you will and now he's Managing the entire football team, but I thought it was a great night, man. There were a ton of Gamecocks out there. I was sitting across from old Mike Yuva himself. Oh, Shout hey, out to Mike Yuva. Uva. Was, was with Kirk Hollingsworth, Gamecock legend, 334 straight games for him. Shout out to those guys. um Had you my guy, had my guys, and tweet
2: about it. Yeah. We all know. We, that, we all do. <laughs>
1: had my guy, Zach, with me. He was sitting right there in the fire Ozzy Albies Heck jersey. Yeah. So we were all out there, man. It was a good time. Like I said, I, I thought Shane did well, and, uh, of course, Todd Ellis out there and Liz McMillan, who all do a great job with IMG. But uh, now, I mean, you, you could feel, you know, we, we get to the point now, man, as soon as you hit August, but certainly you get that first call-in show, you, you can just feel the energy and you can really cut the tension with a knife. And, again, I, I told you, like, kind of jokingly, and I've said this many times on my show, but jokingly, we're, we're to the point now of the preseason. It's like you're just so ready to spot the damn football because yeah. this football team, and I know we're going to get into it, has questions, and many teams across the country do. The only way those questions will be answered is once you hit the field, right? There's only so many ways you can dissect and project things and predictions. It's like, all right, let's see what you got now. So I thought Shane did a great job. He was fired up as always. I mean, Shane Beamer's a guy, man, that if we learn anything at this point, he, he's, he's the same dude every single time. He's energetic. He's, he's happy to be here. He loves being a Gamecock, and I think that's something you'll, you'll never see change for
0: him.
2: Yeah, one thing I'll tell you too is I'll probably turn this shirt into a tank top by the end of this damn show. Hey. I can see my face. People right hate, now. but I feel pretty I good got right sweating now. Sweating the hell out of it too. I might be, you know, sporting it by uh, the end Why of not? the show. But I'll tell you this: it was tough last year to go to some of those backstreet call shows when you could feel Muschamp on his last leg. Well, I, I mean- stopped going after the fire <laughs> Mushchamp.
1: I never it was kind you. of a, Well, so the funny story, and I was telling Kirk that last night. I was like, man, I'm really glad to get to go to these again because I moved to Columbia in August of 19, early August, and I went to the first couple, and then the fire Muschamp happened, and I was like, Kind of a weird dynamic, maybe sitting twenty yards from the guy that uh, went sure viral. Morning, yeah, uh. so didn't didn't get to partake, and it's fun. Dude, I've been listening to Carol Call since I was, I mean, you know, in high school. Or yeah, me well, and my yeah. grandfather, we'd sit in the garage and we'd turn on ninety two point seven Johnston. Shout out to the, the eight oh three. We'd uh, we'd turn on ninety two point seven though. Tune in and you know listen. to so it, it was like I said, it was great to be back. And it's it's not one of those things where you're probably gonna. Learn anything crazy yeah. or anything like that, but uh, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't have any calls about the tight end. Yeah. I-, I was shocked there were no tight end calls, so but we'll whatever. All
2: right, how about, let's yeah. do this? We got a little shot from the fans. Jesus. Thank you very much. Let's go! Let's go! Cheers Cox by 90. Thank shake, you. shake this place, Cox by 90. Shake Rita's tonight, Shake Folly Beach. Do whatever you got to do. And while we got this, go take whatever
1: place you're at.
2: All right, how about this? Quick giveaway! How about y'all? How about that? We'll get the fans going right here. Got a bunch of different cards. First one's gonna That's be a, a merch giveaway. A little CB90 retro Gamecock hat right there. We'll see who wins. You know, I mean, I, I'm wishing for all you to win. I wish it could happen, but there's only two of them. So spoiler, I'm gonna first win. hat. Here we go. Two. Haley C. Hey, hey Haley. Haley C. All right, Haley! Congratulations! You are the brand new proud owner of this. handcrafted. This is by actually the hottest hat on the market. Please, I'm gonna show please
1: people. don't sleep. This, this is, the is a handcrafted hat. This man I custom designed. these. I of them last yes. night.
2: So, so
0: congratulations! Yes,
1: this man handcrafts these
2: hats. Let Woo. him not. Don't let him be humble. I, tell, I mean, I don't think people got on Twitter last night. I said my fingers hurt. I was hoping for the Happy Gilmore <laughs> like, like my replies. Fingers. Like, oh, is your now your back's gonna hurt, you know. But
1: you just picked up landscaping <laughs> duty.
2: So, oh my god, backstreets. I'll be there next Thursday. Hopefully, we'll be there next Thursday. But I think the biggest news coming out of this week, Chris quarterback oh, one here we you say? coming out of the bleachers he was literally out on the right. you know, proving yeah, yeah. grounds bleachers yeah. and now he's in the mix for qb1 i want to get your thoughts on that
1: you know i i did not expect at any point this preseason i would wake up and be watching zeb nolan film <laughs> but that's exactly what i was doing on uh Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, listen, a guy that started his career, Iowa State. Yep. You know, Shane Beamer referenced that he played against Oklahoma, threw for 300 yards. So, you know, you go on YouTube, it's a little easy, quick search. You can find it. I mean, the kid can spin it. I feel like I was saying the same thing about Colin Hill at this time last year, but I know, I know. Statue, statue. But the the kid can spin it, be fair. And even Steven Garcia gave him the vote of confidence on Twitter. But you watch that, kid who was at North Dakota State in the spring, Yeah, it's it's. I felt like I was taking loony pills on Wednesday when we were talking about QB one. Anybody who's here that's tuned in the Daily Crow, they can tell you because it's funny. This is the quarterback battle and the quarterback controversy that none of us asked for. Literally a week ago to the date, I was sitting on my show saying, "You know what? You know what's great? Not having to talk quarterbacks. Even though it's good for content, I don't want to talk quarterbacks. We have our quarterback." (laughs) I did. I think I did. I did. Thank you. Everybody say thank you, Chris. No, sit sit dog nine in the Twitch stream jinxed us, but that's for a whole nother conversation. Either way. No, I mean, this is one of those things, man, where, you know, I I was sitting there last week again saying, like, I'm so happy we don't have this quarterback controversy. We've got our guy in Luke Doty's QB1, whatever. How quickly things can change over the course of a weekend or a course of a couple of days is, you know, Luke Doty gets hurt, and all of a sudden there's this guy. We're at number 25 at practice. Who is he? Um, I'll tell you this though: what started as a bit of a funny story and a footnote, and we're just saying, "Oh, Zeb Nolan, you know," and, and Shane Beamer, you got to go with Shane Beamer's word, right? People were asking, "Hey, what to make of it? Is he the next guy?" Shane Beamer said, "He's there to give depth." I mean, you, you realistically cannot run fall camp with three quarterbacks. You, no, you. Can't. You just can't. That's, do it. that's the issue. You right? gotta have you gotta have reps for your receivers for everybody. When you split up on the field, you can't just you know. Beamer made the point when they were at Oklahoma, Georgia, they had six or seven Shoot. quarterbacks at the same time going, but. I'll be honest with you, as things develop and we go through the next couple of days or we've gone through the next couple of days, and I think there's actually some real traction to this Zeb Nolan thing, which is crazy to think about. But you look at the quarterbacks on the roster right now, and this is for game one because Luke Doty is going to come back, thank God. You've got a guy in Colton Gothier, has never taken a college snap. You got a guy in Jason Brown. Pronounce
2: pronounce that the right way, though. Just Did I bought, you take well, Yuba's no no, no, no. Listen. On, we had uh, Colt, how to pronounce it? No,
1: listen. It. We had Colton Gothier on the show last fall.
2: And he told you how to pronounce yes. it? Yes. Of been course said, I LBA, asked him. They've been throwing well, out dude, some crazy I asked stuff. him how to pronounce That's where, some, where like, he's from. like French De- De- What is it? Name,
1: Decula, man. Georgia? I didn't know how to pronounce that. Or, I thought it was like La- Dak. See, I still don't know how to pronounce it. But he also told me his last name. But no, so you got him who's never taken a da- snap La- at the college level. La- You got Jason Brown, who's only played at FCS. And I I know people want to look at the spring game. It's the freaking spring game. And give me a rest. So Zeb Nolan is actually the most proven guy. Now, again, though, it feels crazy because we're talking about a guy that wasn't on the roster two and a half weeks ago. Justin
2: wants us to talk about the QB rotation. Look at this. Yeah. And I hate to cut you off, but I say no, you're that. Fine. Please do. Zeb, I'll no. Go. Yeah, you will talk all day. I'll go. But that's what I love about Chris. Chris can talk. I could literally give him this mic. He will talk the whole time. I do but it every day. I, I do it every day. I'll tell you this with Zeb, though, right? He's a experienced NCAA division one quarterback. Five, Power five. Power, five, Power quarterback. five. That's the key. Who else on our roster outside of Luke Doty, who's hurt, has that experience right now? Right. Can anybody answer that? Yeah. That's zero. It's zero experience. So the idea is you bring a guy in here who has more experience combined at the power five division one level than our other three quarterbacks combined. And you're not giving them the starting quarterback job, but you're giving them reps. Just like you talked about, we've got 20 wide receivers on the team. Yeah. You can't throw to twenty wide receivers with three quarterbacks. Dude, when I was
1: doing those position breakdowns, I was like, "We have a lot of, you know, we've it,
3: got I, I list, just
1: counted. I it. list it's them. All, I list them all, right? Like I'm listing the guys that will never see the field.
2: I, I'm like, we need to show everybody love. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, we got a lot of receivers. So sure. my thing with the quarterback rotation is, yes, Luke Doty is number one, clear cut by Beamer's com- comments, Satterfield's comments. Luke Doty's quarterback number one. There was no quarterback battle, but now you got Jason Brown, who's, who's squarely in the mix, mm. comes from St. Francis, doesn't have that Power 5 Division One experience. That's no knock on him, but at the end of the day, when you're playing against SEC competition, East Carolina the second week, and you don't mm. know, potentially Luke Doty will be back before the game. The right. way it's kind of shaking be- out. Beamer
1: said last night on the call-in show he expects Luke to start taking reps before week one.
0: But, so, but at, at the
2: point when, right. again, and Yuva had tweeted this out too, we were thinking the worst. Hey, right, he was right. out six to eight weeks, hmm. maybe even longer. Yeah. And at that time, you're telling me you're going to take into the season with a quarter, no quarterback that has power five, division one experience. Hmm. So you throw a guy like Zeb in there, and hey, I think he just, competition breeds success. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want to have competition. Every coach will tell you this. You want to have competition in every position. There's no doubt about that. Shout-out to Keith Olsep, no doubt about that. But at the quarterback position, it's even more so. You have to have that. So I think Zeb brings another guy that has the energy. He wrote the actual playbook. Yeah. I read that. He wrote the playbook this past summer. In the
1: computer, he was, yeah, designing the playbook. So he
2: knows every single play. Worst case that can happen, he gives you serviceable backup experience. I think I've seen when somebody gave me a question earlier – they want to get our prediction on QB one for East Kara or Eastern Illinois. So I'm going to save that for a little bit later. But I think that quarters or covers a little bit of quarterback yeah. conversation for now. Yeah.
1: I, I will say this just in closing on the QB conversation. You know, we're having a lot of fun talking about QB one for week one and because of Luke Doty's injury. But I posted a clip about this on social media today and I'll just keep saying it. Luke Doty is this team's starting quarterback. 100%. Make make no mistake. When he is healthy, he is head and shoulders above everyone else on the roster. He is this team starting. He is the leader of the football team. The football team has bought into Luke Doty. And I truly believe, and again, I could be proven wrong, but I believe the best version of this offense and the best version of this football team will be with Luke Doty under center. When you look at what the strengths and the weaknesses are of the team in regards to you know running the football, four or five starters back in an offensive line, a wide receiver room that is questionable, probably putting it nicely, You've got some nice tight ends, but I think realistically, having a guy, you know, it's so funny though to me is like people clamoring. I love these comments. Chris. Right. People <laughs> clamoring. Yeah. Oh, we see them every single these day. These comments right. are amazing. People I clamoring know. though, one way or another, for a quarterback position. So funny. Last year, you know, in the season, we're like, we need a guy who's dual thread, who's mobile. Put Luke in. And now we're going into the season. People are saying, we need a guy who can throw it 50 times. Put yeah. Jason. I'm like, People don't know what the hell they want. So I, I yeah. really, but I really believe, at the end of the day, hey, we're having fun with the quarterback conversation. But make no mistake, when Luke Doty is healthy, if it is for week one, he's this best team's quarterback. He's this team's yeah, best quarterback, I agree. bottom line.
2: But I will right. tell you, I agree with Travis. And I think, John, you Travis. just put up something. Travi. Dak Joiner. Again, we're in Charleston. Guy played at Fort Dorchester. If you go back two years ago, our biggest win under Will Muschamp, I know, don't throw anything, Will Muschamp,
1: yeah.
2: Dak Joyner was the quarterback the for the half second of half of that game, yeah. and he held us. I don't think we scored any points, but he didn't lose the game. Right. In my mind, I agree with the people commenting right now. I think Dak Joyner should get a little chance to see what he can do from a Wildcat perspective. I don't know, Billy Hall, he's, he's walking around here. Me and him were texting the other day. Why not, if you're Shane Beamer and you have an opportunity to do something a little different, right, because you're the Gamecocks, why not throw a little wildcat action and out there EIU. with joiner? Yeah, and it's EIU. Exactly. I mean, Why not throw something different? Because guess what? Your next two games against East Carolina and Georgia, they've got to prepare for that. Right. I remember playing football myself. Anytime somebody threw a wrinkle into it, you had to at least cover it for a – a section of practice. You couldn't overlook that. Right. So, I think a little wildcat formation from Dak, which Beamer said what? He's taking 3% of the reps. I think he could go a long way right. just putting a couple of plays in there with Eastern Illinois' week one.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Dak's a guy that's going to benefit from a new coaching staff. I think he's got an undeniable skill set, whether it's receiver, whether it's in a trick play, whether it's wildcat, whether it's quarterback, whether however they use him. I think Dak is a guy that's going to benefit. Um, he's got the athleticism to do it, but I mean, I, I agree with you. And listen, here's the thing too. I, I would I would, you know, we talk about betting a stake. I'd bet a stake on the fact that more than one quarterback is going to play in week one. Yeah. No, I have question. no doubt about that. I, more than one guy is gonna see snaps. So well, I think we're gonna be I winning. Agree so with, bad, I, we might have
2: three quarterbacks playing. I'm mean, tell
1: I, you that. I'm gonna say I would I agree with you that yeah, it would be it would be very foolish to not put Dak Joyner in some type of packages or just at quarterback for a series, like you said, to make your next couple opponents. I mean, again, EIU, like I said, all due respect to your opponent. But, I mean, this is a team, South gonna they should be able to literally hand the football off every play and win by four touchdowns. I mean, you know, it's we- just totally different levels of competition. So, um, you know, yeah, put Dak back there. What do you have to
2: lose? At least get him involved and give ECU and Georgia something to think about. 100%. Yeah. All right, we'll come back to quarterbacks a little later. I have a feeling those are on the questions we got right here. Just to show you all that aren't here live, we've got these beautiful five points little – Nice postcards with questions on the back that we'll be taking here in a little bit. So, next, who are you most looking forward to this football season? Any position, any side of the ball, who are you most looking forward to?
1: Can I give you two answers, offense and defense? You can give me six, Chris. I'll take them all. I'll
2: keep it simple.
1: Offensively, Jaheim Bell. I I think Jaheim Bell is sort of that guy, that Swiss Army knife that you look at the Oklahoma offenses under – Lincoln Riley, and when Shane Beamer was there, and they kind of have always that H-back and that guy that does a little bit of everything. I mean, we, we saw Jaheim Bell in the spring game, right, at running Swiss back. Swiss Army night. He was he's at running just, back. He's a Swiss so Army night. You saw Jaheim Bell do that, and I think a guy that you're obviously going to play tight end, I think he'll play running back. I think he'll play – he'll split out at wide receiver. I mean, I, 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 there's no limit, I think, to what he can do is athleticism. He can beat you in a multitude yeah. of ways. So, offensively, I'd say Jaheim Bell. I think his upside's incredible. Defensively, man – I'm just ready to see Jordan Birch be the guy. I- I'm ready to see Jordan Birch yeah. live up to being this five-star. Hey, you chose us over Clemson, LSU, Georgia. Show us that. You know what I mean? And I- I'm not putting it on him last year. I-, I think, again, he's another guy that I think will benefit greatly from being in Clayton White's defensive scheme and Jimmy Lindsey on the defensive line. But, you know, at, listen, at South Carolina, recruiting – the stars are not everything, but when you get guys like Birch – Pickens, Lloyd. When you get these five-star guys, you got to make sure they pan out because it's not like you're getting five or six or seven of them every single year. So, a guy like Birch, I mean, I can tell you, man, again, I think I've told you this before. One of my good buddies, he works on personnel at Georgia, right? At the the University of Georgia. Really good buddy of mine. He told me, he's like, Chris, you know, we wanted him. He's like, Chris, if he's not a first-round draft pick, y'all messed up because he has that talent. Like, it's there. There's a reason we all wanted him. So, I'm looking forward to Birch, man. I, I think he's going to explode this year. And I think, again, I know Eric Kimry doesn't coach his position, but I think Eric Kimry, being his former high school coach, is going to make sure, you know, he's pointing in the right direction. I, I, again, I know all the attention is going to be on J.J. Barre, and and uh, Jabari Ellis and, you know, Tonka Hemingway and, you know, Aaron Sterling and other guys inside, and your Pat Jordan-Strawn. But I think Jordan Birch, man. I think, I think Birch could have a huge year defensively. So yeah. those two guys, to me, definitely stand out.
2: All right. I uh, 100% agree with. You who there. are you two? Yeah, let's, yeah Who are yeah. Or, or, or
1: who is your one? I don't know. I mean, what? How, so or your six
2: on offense? I think you have to go Marshawn Lloyd in my mind because at the end of the day, a two-headed monster with Lloyd and Harris that could win you football games potentially more football games than you mm. and I are predicting right now because if you have a stout run game, and I think our offensive line is going to be actually. I I always say say that I think the offensive line is going to be better than they were last year. And then it's like, uh, I think this year, again, four or five are starters. Over 80 career starts. I think between them Mm. and then having Harrison Lloyd as your two bell cow running backs, you throw Doty in the mix as a running quarterback. I think there's an opportunity to see Marshawn Lloyd Put up some big, big numbers. And like, you have you have, big
1: a tr- you have a true thunder. And I hate to use thunder lightning because yeah, well, we you know CJ the, Spiller and right, Old right. James. Avers, but you yeah. you the nice thing is that you have two backs who can beat you in different ways. It's not like you have two guys that are the exact same. Yeah. I mean, I know Harris had the home run ability last year, but you think of Harris more as a between the tackles, getting your tough yardage. I mean, Lloyd is more of that scat back outside yeah. the tackle, spin move, juke move, home run guy. So it's like, if you have both back there, it's like, all right, you got to pick your poison. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do? Are we running in
2: the middle? Are we throwing out in the flat? Are we sending a guy on a wheel? You know what I mean? Well, this so this is my thing, too, yeah. like, Chris. Like, you look at it as you've got Marshawn Lloyd. You've got Kevin Harris. But, man, I'm looking at the running back room right now. So, Quandre White, yeah. if you looked at the film and you watched anything that had to do with spring practice. Hot boy. Hot boy. That guy ran harder, <laughs> played harder. Yeah than anybody else on the team. You want to at least give that guy a couple carries. And I'll tell you this. I, I do like to feel sorry for people sometimes. I, I'm a pretty hard-ass other times. But Rashad Amos, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. No, that no, guy no. runs really well, and he's fourth on the depth chart. And he throw Juju McDowell in there, who's a new, our true freshman, making plays. We've got literally a bag of riches at the running back position, which I think bodes well. When you're looking at a team that might not have enough talent on the outside Mm -hmm. at wide receiver, you control the game clock with the running backs, which we've got four or five of them that can do well, and you never know. That could create the opportunity for a Doty to hit a big play and make a guy like Jalen Brooks look a little better than he is with the play action.
1: And why can't you put Marshawn in the slot?
2: Exactly. I mean, why, why can't you split out Marcia? Why a, can't you split out Amos or Zawanda? There is no you know, doubt I mean, in my mind that we have Harris and Lloyd literally lined ta- up next I'm to I'm each I'm talking other. to myself
1: into a nine-win season. No, you don't do that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I could
2: see Lloyd and Harris lined right. up again, right there in the shotgun, yeah. motioning Marshawn out and literally creating just so much havoc right. for other defenses because at the end of the day, hey, you're having to put a linebacker the, out on them too. I mean, yeah. it just – there's just so many opportunities, and if we have a great five-man front, you get your five best guys against their five guys. You get five helmet to helmets. Kevin Harris is going, yeah. or same way for
1: Marcus for Marcus Satterfield. The key will just to be make defenses think, just yeah. make them second guess. I just feel like for too long, man. And again, we don't have to talk about the previous regime, but I mean, man, it, it didn't it didn't just feel very predictable. I mean, hey, guess what? Yeah. We're gonna we're going line up in a shotgun, right? You're gonna be to my right. I'm gonna send this tight in in motion. Here it is. It's 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 a freaking run. I mean, it's just every time. So at least having guys like like you like you said, you send Lloyd out in a motion, All of a sudden, it's like Harris is doing. His, it's like I, we don't know if they're running it. We don't know if they're throwing it. We don't yeah. know if it's an option. We don't know if the quarterback's gonna keep it. You know. Yeah. So at least given the unpredictability, at least gives you a
2: chance. I love. At that.
1: least it gives you a chance.
2: So, how about this? John Gibbs, who's on the uh, live John beat now. John Gibbs my dude. John. Already talked about my guy for defense, Zach Pickens. This is Zach Pickens' yeah, year to make one year. of the biggest impacts, I think, this that we his money seen.
1: year, literally, junior year. It's got to yeah. be his money year. got to be his money year.
2: It's so funny now, though, with no year last year. He's, he's technically a junior. Right, right. But, but he's, he is a junior. Third year. He's third year player. Third year player, right. I think Zach Pickens is a guy that comes out this year, man on a mission. He's – I don't want to say guaranteed a starting spot, but he's a starter he's now. A starter. He's
1: a starter. At defensive he basketball. and Jabari Ellis, I'd say, are, are And
2: there. there's literally Pickens is going to thrive in this defensive line system because if you've read I, – I don't know how much – I mean, obviously you have to listen to the players. You have to trust the players. But there were points in time where our defense last year, the line – I understand you're holding the gap, right? Like I understand football. You hold the gaps – you want your linebackers to make plays, but the idea that you're not going after the quarterback on potential pass plays and holding the offensive line up didn't make sense. And they and the players said that yeah. enough in the yeah. press conference to say, "Wow, that's that's not the yeah. best defensive strategy that I would implement if I was a defensive coordinator."
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I you know I'm good friends with Kimry, and so are you. And I went on his podcast, was fortunate to do that last year. And again, we. You know, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. We we talked off air, at, you know, after his show last year, and I asked him about Jordan Birch. I mean, he was just like, I don't think they're using him the right way. I, I think they're making him think too much. I, I don't think they're just kind of I, – I like that – I think I feel like Clayton White's defense with a the 4-2-5, they're going to let athletes be athletes. I, yeah. I, I think that's the big thing. And when you have athletes, especially up front. I mean, again, it's it's kind of a similar situation on the defense where the skill guys on the outside, that's going to be your big question mark. You're going to have to depend on the line of scrimmage. And Beamer said at SEC media days, when you have – line of scrimmage offensively, defensively, and then you have the special teams unit, you have a chance, and you feel good about your football team. But, um, I mean, that D-line, man, they're going to have to ball. That's the key to yeah. the entire season for the defense. I think they'll be improved, but how much will they improve? It's all going to come down to the defense, man, yeah. and that defensive line. And, again, like you said, just let your athletes be athletes. They're going to mess up. I mean, they're going to screw up. They're going to blow an assignment of coverage. But, and I know my audience doesn't care, and I guess virgin ears cover years, but I, my coach in college would tell me, If you're going to fuck up, fuck up flying. Don't fuck up going 50%. If you're going to mess up, go 110, man. (laughs) Like, if you're going to, you know, it's fine. You can mess up, but don't go half speed. Because it helps nobody at that point, right? So, you can make a physical mistake, but it becomes a mental mistake. I'll put earmuffs on out there if you need to. No, my, dude, my audience, they they, they (laughs) encourage me to cuss more. So,
2: it's, it's fine. It's all good. So, again, Pickens is my guy. If there was another guy I was looking at, and he's hurt right now, but Cam Smith being CB yeah, number one, yeah. I need him to step up and literally he has to. be he CB has to. number one, right? Like that, at the end of the day, will help our defense so much more. You have the defensive line that should be making progress across the board, right? You've got Birch. You've got Pickens. you got Sterling. you got Ellis. Shoot, yeah. Strawn, which we haven't ta- – you mentioned him a yeah, little bit. Yeah. The guy from my – I've got a connection who's got some NFL scouts in his ear. Jordan Strawn has a second-round grade right now from one NFL team. A second-round grade. And this guy's not even projected to be in the top four or at least a starter right now. So I think that goes to show you the depth that we have along the defensive line. you got to have a guy like Cam Smith step up in the defensive backfield, in the secondary, because if he does, this could be a money year for Cam Smith. Yeah. It could be a big money year for Cam Smith. So, and you think of how highly regarded he was—a five-star dude. Yeah, I mean, was Rivals are two play. four seven, shot him up to a five-star after yeah. his performance Which at the Army All American game. Because yeah, in, I
1: agree. We don't have to go into that. I mean, it's fine. A
2: Gamecock usually go down. I mean, it was <laughs>
1: – That was poor Oscar Delve if he commits. It was, by the way, Delve wanted. Delve um, wanted. Yeah, but before- <laughs> it? was it used
2: at the cock drop? Oh, the cock drop. I mean, it, <laughs> it is perfect. notoriously the, known you got a cock huge drop. cock drop. You commit the to the Gamecocks. Drop. The cock oh, drop is coming. I love that. It's beautiful. Uh, it's terrible, but beautiful. How about any freshmen you're looking for? Any guys in particular that you got your eyes on? The I mean,
1: how can you not talk about Juju McDowell after all of the – You know, and this is – I mean – this wasn't, this was, this is not a guy I would have told you at the beginning of fall camp that I was looking for. Because honestly, offensively, like, I mean, maybe Omega Blake, maybe. But like, yeah, you, haven't, haven't started, you haven't heard dude. about him. But man, I mean, everybody is talking about Juju McGowan. You've got the numbers. What is his? Okay, 5'9, 177. You know who he kind of reminds me of? He's not this small, but I was looking. Like a Bryce Sherman. Is he like the Shermanator? Say, you were about to say Jarvis
2: Giles. No. Me and these guys I, over here saw the Pavlovs way too why would,
1: much. Why would I compare <laughs> every player to, like, one of the biggest bu- – I hate to say biggest bust, but, I mean, come on. Either way. But, no, Juju McDowell, everybody's been talking about him. I, I, I Certainly a guy that – I mean, he's been ranting and raving and Satterfield talked about him and all the players. I mean, you have to feel like that means something. Like, he'll, he'll be involved in some type of way. Um defensively, again, Well, the thing is is, like, most of the new guys are transfers. Yeah. So, I don't – We
2: don't have that many fresh, true actual freshmen. Yeah. Well, because
1: – and it's because, you know, obviously Shane Beamer comes in in December and, you know, it's it's not really his class and you're signing 13 grad transfers. And I'll tell you this, to the kid on the defensive line, what, Nicholas uh, Barrett, I think? Oh, yeah. Nick Barrett, That's I think he's a guy. guy. And, again, it, the only reason you probably won't hear much from him is because – I mean, he's on a position that is just yeah. well, loaded totally with talent. talent. So he won't play a ton, but uh, maybe he could be like this year's Tonka Hemingway, where it's right, like exactly. you know he had a. I thought Tonka had a very good freshman year. Tonka I thought he was very one. solid. That's so, a
2: guy that nobody's yeah. talking about too. Nobody's that. you're so about, loaded that, so that position loaded it doesn't matter, right? I mean, you don't have to talk about him. So one more again, you kind of hit on my Nicholas Barrett. Uh, if you followed any of my podcasts, I've been talking about this guy literally for over a year and a half since he's committed. The guy is. Underrated as the day is long. The fact of the matter is, with COVID hitting last year, there were no camps around. It was a great thing for us. This right. guy goes to camp; he absolutely blows up. I've talked to the coaches. Barrett was our number one guy last year yeah. in this recruiting class. He should have been a top one hundred guy. He's not. Great defensive tackle. He's going to bring depth. Obviously, the injury with Rick Sandage. It helps that you got mm-hmm. a guy coming in like Barrett that can step if, if in. You're gonna right have, if you're going to have if you're
1: going to have an injury happen, you I mean All you don't want it ever locked, happen, yeah. but we're a position where you're deep. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's a luxury when you're that deep.
2: So. so I'm going to talk about another defensive lineman too, TJ Sanders. I have been, I don't to use the word in love, but I think this guy has got mega potential Like, way he's got length on the defensive end. If you watch his film, absolutely just sound football player, literally point of attack closes. I mean, he does everything the right way. He even tackles well too. It's hard. Defensive lineman usually want to like grab you by your pads and like, throw you down like just like literally just like a gorilla like i'm gonna throw you down he tackles the right way too tj sanders is a guy you got to keep your eye on nicholas barrett i'm high on two guys on the defensive line and again i don't know if you're gonna see their name that much this year because the fact we've got such a good defensive line rotation but that helps you when i think we're weak in the secondary which i wanted to get your thoughts on the secondary
1: yeah uh you you put it pretty good week in the secondary I,
2: listen at this point
1: I, I think you have to call it what it is um and I'd say the same thing about the wide receiver room and again, starting next week on the podcast, we'll start to breaking down the position units with the the defense if you will but uh yeah i mean I, I'll tell you this you're going to be improved defensively this year. you gave up 36 points per game last year two hundred sixty yards per game through the air uh. with guys like j c horn uh. Andrew McQuamu, John Dixon, Jamie Robinson. All of them on that defense. So you're going to be improved. The question is how improved are you going to be? I mean, you look at that secondary. I mean, I think there's some talent. In there. Like, I think Cam Smith – I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. After the end of last season, I got a good buddy, and I, I was able to talk to a guy that's currently on the team right now, and he's in that secondary. And he told me, he's like, Chris, I'm telling you, Cam Smith is the best corner on the team. Yeah. That's be- He's better than JC. He's better than Izzy talking about pure corner. Cam Smith like has oh, that. Oh, this type. was last year. Right after oh, the season, wow. just after the season, wow. like he's like, I'm telling you, Cam Smith is the best corner on the football team. So once he gets back healthy, I feel good about Cam Smith. But you know, it, it's it's a very unproven room. And and the the, the the thing that I hate is this, or that that concerns me is this. I think you're you're starting your guys. They're okay, but like your depth. That's what really concerns me. And I, you know, I like Jalen Dickerson. Can
2: RJ Roderick have the best year of his career? You know, Marcellus Dial was wait, a nice wait, wait. who was the uh who was the NFL mock draft that predicted him 31 to Walter Tampa Bay? football <laughs> camp something. Walter hey, Camp says listen, that RJ Roderick listen, is a first round draft pick. Listen, Nothing listen against him. Listen, I'm here to create I'm Dive. here to
1: create content, not judge the person who made their draft. So whatever. Hey, look cool on Instagram. Either way, um no, I mean is RJ prime for his best year of his career um you know carlin carlin yeah i mean joey hunter o'donnell fortune dominic hill i mean you start going on the list again it's it's a lot like the wide receiver in the sense it's a lot of guys who are going to be the dudes that actually make plays though yeah and so you look at it from the national perspective and these people are saying man they lost jc they lost izzy like they're going to be so much worse again I think, sheerly from the back, you cannot be any worse. Dude, Todd, did you just see that? I know. Todd have Smith with the super chat. we call that out immediately. Thank you, Todd. Todd just
2: donated 4 dollars Todd. Todd, Todd said, have a beer on me. Beer. Todd. How about that?
1: Appreciate Todd yes, Smith Todd. with the super chat. Yeah, That's so, pretty cool. But no, so, I mean, I, I've never I mean, seen that. R- no, yeah. Realistically, realistically, though, the secondary is going to be a deficiency. I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. So let's just yeah. At least it's going to be a work in progress, especially the first half of the season. That's why I say, man, the key for the defense is the defensive line living up to the hype. You got to get pressure on the quarterback because, I mean, listen, there aren't many secondaries that can hold up for four or five seconds,
2: but definitely not South Carolina's. I mean, just call it for what it is. We've got, and I I, mean, yeah, and I'll I'll let you go. I mean, I, I am in no business to single out any players whatsoever because I haven't been to practice yet, and I say yet because I'm hoping to get there here soon. Darius Rush is listed as a starter. CB number one right now. Yeah. And I know Darius, he's an awesome dude. and nothing dude. He against that, golfer, by n- the way. Literally nothing against Darius, but it's that's kind of out of the blue. Right. And if he had a great offseason and he's shown something that he's never done before, hey, I'm all about that. But that's a little bit scary, right? You know, I think Marcellus Dial, we've heard a lot right. of coming things from Juco, about him, okay. yeah. that he's going to be the cornerback opposite of Cam Smith that will be starting. Right. But, again, nothing against Darius. That just shows me. Let me, put, let me. let me put it to you this way. Woo, Chris. The, the secondary that starts the season
1: will probably not be the one that finishes. I mean, I think there's just going to be a lot of shuffling and a lot of, we got to find out who our best
2: guys are and, like,
1: you know what I'm saying? How like, far
2: are we going to play off the ball? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean,
1: Tell well, me. Well, okay, so all Carolina <laughs> fans, they, let's play man. Let's press. Let's do this. you got to have the players to do that. Oh, yeah, if, bro, it hey, we can want to play press all we want, but if I went and put on a Carolina jersey and we're playing Georgia, I can go play press all I want, but guess what's going to happen? Boom, he's gone, wide open touchdown. So, I mean, I hated watching it too, 10 yards, 15 yards off the ball. And, I mean, I guess what that tells me is you got to go recruit some guys. You know why Bama plays man and they bump? Because they have guys that can do that and they're playing in the NFL. Everybody in the
2: NFL plays man because they're good enough to do it. So, I'll tell you this. I think the reason – why we have to have a man-to-man defense this year, or at least more so than not, You got take is lifts. that if yeah. you're playing off the ball, guess what that's going to do? That eliminates our biggest strength on the defense because your defensive line's is not going to get pressure. They're going to literally just hit you with a five-yard out, literally a slant. They're going to literally dink and dunk you to death right. because if you're not playing man, it, you give that all the way. Right. And that doesn't let your defensive line attack. So what's so what's better,
1: live that? and die by giving up the big play or not? Or, and I hate to utter the name, but living by the must-champ philosophy of eliminate the explosives?
2: How many? How many? Right. Hey, uh, how, right. hey! Yeah. this is a trivia question for everybody. How many points did a must-champ defense give up last year on average per game? Clipboard
1: through the air. Here we go. Yeah.
2: More. So you're telling Fire. me – what you are telling me right now is that I'd rather live and die by some man coverage and not play 25 yards off the ball and give away free first downs every single dang possession. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm going to let our defensive line play like the animals that they are, play like the creatures that Jimmy Lindsey continues to say they are. I'm going to play man defense with the right cornerbacks, and I'm going to let Strawn, Birch, Sterling, Ingabare if I announce wow. his name wrong, I'm sorry. Pickens up front. Go after that quarterback, and they're going to live and eat. Let's go, baby. I,
1: Let's go. I agree. I agree. I think we need to give no, away something. Let's yeah. give away Let's go something. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Let's give away something. For the we people. got one more hat. For the people. we got one more hat we're going to give away. Again, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not you looking. You give away something, Zachary, Chris, you can get me a beer. I'm going to let Chris. That? Hey, Chris. Chris, I'm not going to let you look. Let's give away a hat. Come on now. Who's it going to be?
1: The Must Champ hackers might get in here.
2: <laughs>
1: Brian Berg.
2: Brian! Hey! Brian! Well, Congratulations!
1: Oh, Holy... all right, let's redraw.
2: Yeah. There we go. You
1: yeah. want your winning uh, ticket or You want you want your Whoa! winning ticket? No, that
2: thing is dang good you want your looking at There you go.
1: Had a boy. a boy Brian? Sorry, Zach. I already gave you enough free shit. <laughs>
2: That's a dang good looking out on you, man.
1: It is. Very good.
2: Uh, uh, oh you wow. I love it. Where's he at?
1: I will say I agree with you, by the way. You gotta be aggressive on defense. I you know, you, you have to. You yeah. have to. I, I just cause that's my biggest thing is you're gonna be third and six, third and seven. Clayton White will have a decision. It's like do you sit back and try to help your secondary or do you send the dogs or send the yeah. creatures? Send the creatures. I think you have to be you just you have, you know, because people are asking hey, is Shane Beamer going to be an aggressive coach? Is Satterfield White? The answer is we don't know because none of them ever coached in a Power 5 game, and Shane Beamer's never a head coach. But you have to think they're yeah. going to lean to the aggressive You have to go watch Western Especially Kentucky. in year one when you feel like, again, you have nothing to lose,
2: right? I mean, you feel that
1: yeah. way at least.
0: We've
2: got somebody that's lost.
1: I, apparently so. I don't know. All right,
2: hey, I think it's time to answer some questions that you all provided us. How about that? Would y'all like that? All right, here we go. I'm going to shuffle them up. I'm going to let you pick.
1: So, and are we going to go, like, back we'll and forth? We'll go th-
2: back and forth. I'll let oh, okay. you go first, and then I'll – oh, here we go.
1: Late one. Late late entry. All right. Late entry. All
2: right. Here we go. Pick. So, I'm reading it. In Whatever.
1: Or is it for you?
2: Whatever you want to do. How about I'll, you read it for me? Okay.
1: What show is this like again? What show is this like? <laughs> I feel like there's a TV show like this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just – what. Oh, it is PTI. To hell with those guys. No, I'm kidding. You're doing a good job. All right. The question is this. The question. All right. So here's the thing. Oh, there, are, wow. there are four questions written on this
2: card. You pick pick like two, and I'll answer two. <laughs> and I'll keep it quick. This I won't, is, this is I like, won't this do is, these long-winded this is like, answers like Chris. I, this is <laughs> I'll this is, this is, do quick
1: answers. No, is, I want to get through these. Hey, cards. you know, this is like South Carolina media. Like when they ask, hey, Shane, I got a question. They ask like three <laughs> questions. All right. I so, can't answer right, about recruits, so Shane can't hey, answer about recruits. Question, I can answer first question. First question's a quick hitter. Number one: Who starts at QB one September the fourth? Jason Brown. Okay. Who starts at QB one September the fourth? He says Jason Brown. Um, let's see.
2: Number two: Was the transfer for Ryan Holinski the right decision? Yes. I don't want to get into too many details about. I don't like talking yes, like personal. Yes. Yeah, I just. I think at the end of the day, I don't think Columbia, South Carolina was the place he needed to be at in 2021. Last question, number four. Well, it says number four. Last question.
1: On a scale of one to ten, how worried should we be about the secondary? That's a pretty good question. Three. Three.
2: Three. 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 Yeah. 33. I think ten is the high, one is the low. And, again, this has become – the fact of the matter is, Cam Smith is still in a boot right now, right? At the end of the day, he should be back next week or should be back before game one. But if we're talking about point in time right now, and you're telling me that Marcellus Dial, again, nothing against him, and Darius Rush, nothing against him, or your two starting quarterbacks, I'm worried. I, I mean, that's just So, so you're like
1: saying that. seven. Like ten, you're the most worried. One, you're the least worried.
2: Ten, you feel great. One, you don't oh, okay, feel so great. Okay, so three. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, backwards, okay. backwards. Yeah. Uh, Ten, I, I felt great. One, I don't feel great. This all freaking right, yeah. guy. All right.
1: Rookie.
2: Uh, opposite. All right. Opposites to track. You never know. All right, here we go. Hit me. Let's go. I like this. All right. What is your favorite color uniform for home games? Actually, that, give, us you right give us your combination. Give us your combination.
1: So this is, all right, I have it planned out too. What He's I'd love, yeah. yeah what I would love Somebody to see the. Like, these what I would, no, no, you no. What told I, Chris what to say no, what, what I would love to see the unis go back to, white garnet white base uni at home, white 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 base uni at what default uni I should say white garnet white at home, stormtrooper white on the road, 1984 throwbacks for a random game, and then from there you can have true alternates. But doing this whole like random just. We have no idea. Like, I mean, listen. I, you, I guess here's the thing. You have you to. So you're telling me you didn't like the videos, huh? I like the videos, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think you have to choose. Do you want to be more traditional or try to be, or do you want to be organ and just go nuts? Right. And I know it's about people say it's it's about pleasing the players, and I totally get that, bro. Like whatever they want to wear, cool. But at the same time, it's just. I don't, I, like, ahead. like bring back big game garnet. Like, right. dude, let's just build the tradition around the little, the little the bit we garnet. have. Yeah, big, big game garnet, garnet, for the love of God. So, I like I said, I don't mind alternates. Like, hey, if you want to wear black garnet black? You want to wear garnet black garnet. You want to wear white, white garnet, white, white black, But just don't make it like every other week you're changing. Yeah. Make you have, like, these standard defaults, and then you have, hey, bring back a 1969 throwback. Bring a George Rogers throwback. But, hey- God forbid, bring a script helmet, which I don't like, but don't wear it every week. the script helmet. I' terrible. It's
2: awful. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think think Philip Harris likes your uh, home uniforms. Battle
1: grays, never again. Tail feather helmet. Literally, you can get out of this bar if you think that's a good looking helmet. Just get out. Just get out. It's terrible. Get
2: out. I may. You know, I'm going to throw my little two cents on this one too, because I want to. And I can. How the game works. I can. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Stormtrooper, I agree. Away, I would like white helmet, garnet jersey, garnet pants as you your default to be your default. I wouldn't hate jersey. that. I would. I just. I, I think guess that's. I-, I think your. And then your big game garnet is when you bring out the garnet helmet. Question. Which kind of like sets you up? Like, when are you going to bring out the garnet helmet? Question. Which is the big question. game. question?
1: Question. Should South Garnet ever wear all black again? No, See, hold
2: people, on! Hold on! Hold it. on! A lot you're of people hate me it. Some a, people hate it. You're telling me if it's 11-0. No. Halloween night's fair. If we're 11-0. South Carolina, Tennessee, and Halloween, 11 boom. it's 0 we're coming into a night game.
1: No big game. No hey, you know, why not? you know why not in that scenario? Because if I'm Carolina joking. loses, I'm people
2: re- will blame it on the uniforms forever. Joking. Forever. How about, how about we do it against Florida when we're about to play Spurrier if he's coaching again and we go through. Yeah. I'm just, and he said that they could catch the ball better because you could see it with the black in the stands. That was, like, the biggest gut punch I've ever listened to. Wait, you were me? Um,
1: yeah, you're, pick, you're reading me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there
2: you go.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, good. Yeah, there you go. Alright, here we go. Here's a good one. Oh! And like I'm that. not going to read the last part of the question because it's pretty personal. Um, <laughs> so, for you, I think. I don't think me. Uh, best player from the Steve Spurrier era and why, plus two honorable mentions.
2: All right, Steve Spurrier era. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm going to go sentimental, number one, because I just, I don't think, like, when you make a grown man cry, I think that that's, that's something to be said. I'm not a grown man by any means. I have the youngest, like, mindset out of here. But Marcus Lattimore under Spurrier, in my mind, was, like, picking us over Auburn the way he did it, pulling off the hat, and then just everything that he did his freshman year, right? Two Or 40 carries, 200-plus yards against Georgia, beating them, going down to the swamp 2010. So these guys are my roommates back then. They're here right Shout now. Shout out to his roommate. And we uh, – What a time. When we beat Florida in 2010, I will not tell you what happened outside of the Dreer High School when we jumped over the dang brick fence. I won't tell anybody about what happened there. But what I will tell you is – we celebrated our dang tails off. All that being said, Marcus Lattimore, I'll never forget, when he first got injured, oh, it was brutal. And that second injury that happened, I remember going into the Harris Theater off East Bay Street. I was with – I can't remember who was with me. One of my really good friends was with me. And we were wearing Gamecock gear, and there were so many people, so many fans outside of Gamecock Nation that were like, Like I'm sorry for your loss, and it wasn't like it was. I mean, it felt like you really did lose somebody because the guy's great spirit, everything he brought to the table. And I don't mean to make this somber, but that he Marcus Lattimore had the potential to set every rushing record. He could have. He could have broken George Rogers' records. I I personally he has the touchdown record. He has. I mean, yeah, he could have literally reset the record books for everything. And to see a guy go down with one injury and then go down with another, but knowing what he could have done, he was my guy, Spurrier. I got honorable mentions, too. I got honorable mentions, too. You got Clowney under the Spurrier era, which I'll never forget. I was at the Georgia game. I was wearing the Clowney jersey at the time. This is when he threw Aaron Murray down like a rag doll. I was right (laughs) in the middle of the Georgia section, 50-yard line, 20 rows up. It was great seats. Nothing to talk about that. But the fact of the matter is I was in the heart of Bulldog Nation. We about got in a fight with some older guys. But, Jadavian Clowney, when you can make Georgia Bulldogs feel that way, you're definitely top part of my honorable mention. And then last but not least, all right, so that's one offense, one defense. I get two honorable mentions. Quarterback Connor Shaw, 17-0 at home. Thank God. Thank God. Where's he at? Come on! Well, I wanted to leave some suspense out there, but those were uh, that spur area one, two, and read the question Oh wow! Uh, we'll save, uh, we'll, that. save it. We'll, we'll save that one. We'll
1: save that question for another time. <laughs> All right, so All right, you're, you're, you're asking right me. Here. here? No,
2: actually, this one's a uh, this one's. We'll a-
1: take we'll take the card then. Take, the, the,
2: you same, want this one? Yeah, All right. here, sure. Oh. Wow! Semester one. We got ten minutes left. Two Esplans. We got a couple questions. I'm liking these questions. Are you all liking these questions? Are y'all feeling good about this? All right. Who is the most underestimated SEC opponent that we play this season? The most underestimated opponent that we play. Yeah. Do you want me to? you remember?
1: I know who we play. I'm saying. For, well, I'd say for Gamecock fans, it's Kentucky. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I think people. Listen, the Kentucky stigma still there. Like, oh, it's Kentucky. We should just beat their ass. Like, whatever. We're just going to – it's a kick-in win. And, I, you know, I think it's about 50-50 split now, how Gamecock fans feel on that one. But I, I still feel the rest of our schedule, most people look at it and say, well, that, I could see how that could be a tough game. I could see how that could be a tough game. Kentucky at home, I picked it as a loss. I picked it as a loss. And I felt terrible doing so. But – the one team Gamecock fans do not want to give credit to is Kentucky. And is South Carolina a better football program than Kentucky right now? Yes. Do they have better facilities? Yes. Do they have a better coach? Probably in time, I would say yes. Have they recruited better? Yes. But honestly, there's no reason why South Carolina should beat Kentucky. When you look at they have a ninth-year head coach. They have a roster. I said this last year and got killed for it, but it stands true. Mark Stoops is everything Will Muschamp wasn't. He took talent that wasn't the, and Muschamp recruited way better. But Mark Stoops has taken classes between 40 and 50. He's developed it. He's built his own culture at Kentucky. They've recruited guys that believe in the system, that believe in Kentucky football, that believe in the message he's preaching. So, I don't know if Gamecock fans are underestimating it in the sense of they're just blindly it. They don't want to give Kentucky the credit. But that's the one I'd probably say, because I feel like everybody else we're, look, we're looking at, I'd say this, either that or Tennessee. And, hey, I picked South Carolina to beat Tennessee. Which but, what I got
2: right here. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's but a but of the I,
1: I don't think Tennessee's a good football team at all. No, I got them five and seven they're, this they're year. Trash. But going on the road to Knoxville, that has been a house of horrors for South Carolina football since the beginning of time, since forever. So to act like that Carolina is just going to kick in a dub against the Vols is is, is insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd say one of those two teams, but probably Kentucky leading. Because, again, people have that same Vandy stigma with Kentucky, but I, I hate to say it, but until you start beating Kentucky on a yearly basis again, they've beaten you six out of the last seven.
2: I agree, I agree 100%. So, you're right. All right. All right,
1: here we go. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, for you. Yes. Let's do it. I know the question. I know I know this I know this question because he wrote it.
2: Well,
0: let's do So we've
2: got so we've got seven minutes left. Jeez. All right, cool. We get one cheers question. To, uh, hey, how about the Cox? Thank you all for coming out hey. here. We got a couple questions left, but I want to hear yeah. that. Let's go. Cox by ninety. Let's go, baby. Woo! Woo! All right. Last two questions. Hit me. All right, here we
1: go. This comes from our winner right here, by the way, of your hat.
2: That, How, that, that, that hat looks pretty good. On it you, does. Man. I'm not going to lie.
1: How well does Gauthier have to play to steal the starting job, or Ooh. does it even matter?
2: So, ah. Uh, well, I think it was either I was reading on the Big Spur, or Gamecock Central. Somebody was saying that he's got like a Blake Mitchell, Steven Garcia type. I don't know, like flair to him, but also the way he plays the game. I don't think that there's anything. If I'm looking at this right now, Dodie's QB number one. He should be back before. I think he'll be back that Thursday before the first game. You shouldn't play him there. Eastern Illinois, and I keep saying Illinois, Illinois, whatever, should be a dang, that that should be a, like, we should yeah. win by 70. Yeah. Maybe by 90. Maybe by 90. Yeah. Cox by but 90. To get back to the point. Shake the place. You, you're you sitting Doty out. I think Brown's QB number two, which is why I say I think he starts game number one. You throw a Zeb Nolan in here. Zeb, he's probably QB three at this point. And then Colton QB four. I think it's probably the best way for us to – I guess the ba- best way to attack – His development is the fact that he doesn't see the field this year. But what he has to do is show command of the actual playbook, which I think is tough for a freshman. It helps that he's coming into a playbook that nobody else knows because it's Satterfields. Everybody's kind of new to that one. But I think the best way is to not let him see the field this year because we've got Doty performing so well, and neither Brown or Zeb is the backup.
1: I, I can see it both ways. I, I see it as it's almost like an NFL-type situation where it's like you don't want to play the rookie too early because if they struggle early, you kill their confidence, right? You just kill their confidence. But at the same time, Zeb Nolan is not your future. Jason Brown is not your future. I know Luke Doty is, but why not give Colton Gauthier a look? What if he goes out and has success? Or I would say this to your point. He said, uh, does it even matter? No, Colton Gothier's is not taking the starting job this year. He's he's just not doing it. Yeah, Luke Doty's this team's quarterback, but but I mean, we can we not say Week One is a battle for QB two? That's what it is. So they're all going to play. So right, I right. I think they all should play. I mean, again, like you said, man, like we might see. I mean, there might. I put, mean, dude, if yeah. I would say this, like if you're if you're one of our quarterbacks and you can't go out there and have success, yeah, they should just cut you. I mean, that honestly, joiner they should will cut you. That like, Joiner
2: honestly. will see the field before Colton does at quarterback. Right. So I think they'll all have success. I think that, God, that puts it in. You think so? You think yes. you think Dak I think, will? I think Dak would see it before Colton does. That's that's my perspective.
1: Well, I mean, I'd like to see them all. I mean, at some point, I'd like to see well, them yeah, all.
2: The first game against Eastern Illinois—that's when you're right, going to see right, them right,
1: all. Right, right, but all yeah, right. But yeah, no,
2: no chance. Good question. No chance. Here we go.
1: At least you want a hat.
2: All right, we've got a little bit of time left, and we've
1: got actually we can go a couple minutes past seven. We, we of course can. I mean, hey, with the super chat, Phil, appreciate you, Phil. Phil, Phil. how about that? Phil, Phil is our uh, rugby, uh, rugby Phil? aficionado in the Daily Crow. I, for those yards, who are out yeah, here, this, to tune I've never in, seen yes. anything
2: like this. Yeah. They're like you can donate money for too, drinks, man. and I think oh. that's kind of pretty cool. So I, I, you know, I've never seen that before. All right, here we go absolute best case scenario record-wise this year and worst possible scenario. So give me your ceiling and give me your floor. Realistic, best case, worst case. Be realistic with us, Chris. Don't lie to us. I think
1: realistically, I would have said eight and four. I say seven and five now. Realistic, best case. Now, if you want to say best case, everything works out how you think. Eight and four. I say realistic, seven and five. Realistic, worst case. I think you could go three and nine if again, that's worst case. I'm not even going to say what have to happen, but worst case, you could go three and nine. I think, again, the truth lies in the middle, right? So, and I know this was a conversation we're going to get into at some point about, you know, expectations for this year, but yeah, I mean, it worries me when people start talking about eight wins. And again, they start talking about Kentucky and Tennessee and Auburn as these kicking wins. It's like, this is a football team, a program that has won six combined games the last two seasons. And Shane Beamer, he might be a he- – I think he is a hell of a football coach. He might be Nick Saban, he- but he's a football coach. He's not a miracle worker. Yeah. He has the roster he has to work with. And so you look at it I and, mean, hey, if, if Luke Doty turns out to be a more than serviceable quarterback, if somebody steps up at wide receiver, the running backs are the running backs. The O-line is a little better than expected. If the D-line balls, as you think – the linebackers are plus. The secondary has some guys step up. Yes,
2: all those things work out, and I think seven and five can happen. Can I read this off right quick? Go ahead. Philip Harris just said, "Put the bong down," and I think that that's hilarious. Yeah, no, Philip said that Phil, many times. Many we times. are talking about the ceiling. This is not Chris's but that's but, So, so that's the ceiling. point I like to make. But though, he said, like, put the bong down. When you say best case scenario, again, best case.
1: Hey, if you're in sales, right? All right, look, give me your projections this month. What's your best case? Yeah. Well, you better give a number that's way the hell up here. I you mean, better you're not probably not, not going to hit it, yeah. but you should be shooting for it. But it's the best case, yeah. right? Don't don't sell yourself short. Let's look at, all right, right, best
2: case, you're talking eight and four. All right, we lose to Georgia, AM, Clemson. Florida and Clemson. No, eight. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. That
2: before, so that means we beat Auburn. We beat Kentucky. Yeah. We beat Missouri, which yeah. I think are reasonable. Eight and four is a possibility, folks. I'm just. Chris I gotta, I gotta put out on fires. On the First Up show next week. We gotta, we gotta week. put out fires on Monday. Put out fires. Chris, I've been literally. Everybody's gonna be tweeting out eight and four. Chris Phillips yeah. projection. Yeah,
1: my my predictions change. Eight and four. You know what? Fuck it. Twelve and zero. Go. Why not? Give me one more tequila. We'll go twelve and zero.
2: Oh baby, I love it.
1: No, I I just you know again I, I I've picked six and six. I'm firm with that. Luke Doty will be back week two. I you know. I loved Shane Beamers, you know, his, his message last weekend of the doom and gloom. And don't don't be doom and doom, doom and gloom just to be doom and gloom. But hey, realistically, guess what? If you lose QB1 for the season like we thought, the projections of the season do change. Yeah. If Clemson loses, God forbid, DJ to hell with Uncle them. Lady, but if they yeah, lose really him, if Georgia loses JT Daniels, the projections of the season change. Yeah. So I would just tell fans, keep perspective, right? Keep perspective. Six and six is a great year. Yeah. It making a bowl game is a great year. What worries me about this football team, I'll tell you this what worries me, I like Luke Dody and his upside. I like the running backs, I like the O line in the run game right now, I like the D line. Yeah. What worries me, just to be totally honest with you about this football team, stars aren't everything, right? Recruiting's not foolproof, and I haven't built my business around talking recruiting and trying to be an analyst or an expert yeah, in that. You've done a but, good- when you are depending on the amount of guys that have never played at the SEC level that come from lower-level schools that South Carolina is, it is concerning. I'm not saying that they're not going to be great players, yeah. but to for South Carolina to go eight and four, or I think even seven and five, unfortunately, for them to go that well, you're banking on everybody you got from a lower-level school is going to be a stud. And the bottom and staying line, healthy, and staying healthy, and that, and the bottom line is this, guys. And that's I, not realistic. I hate that's to burst realistic. everybody's bubble, but you know what? Some of the guys that played at Delaware and St. Francis and Georgia Southern and Assumption, they're gonna play like guys that played at Georgia Southern and Assumption yeah. and Delaware. Like,
2: you know, when you're. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let, hey, let's let we'll let you leave it at that. I think I think you've got the message. Six and across.
1: six is what I'm locked in. I'm just I'm yeah. just trying to hey, six and six will be a great record this year. And I think I'm, that gets you I'm, to I'm a bowl game. And Shane guess Beaver. what?
2: Maybe we go down to Florida yes. and we all get to get a little tan yes. in January. You yes. never know. All right. It's been a great time. Yeah, I've had yeah, a yeah, blast. True. I appreciate true. you all coming out. I've got one more giveaway I want to do. If you win your size extra large. SOL for you because I'm out of extra large. But I've got a t shirt I want to give away. C B ninety. You'll get your pick. White garnet. Long sleeve actually, too, as well. Let's see who's gonna win it. Chris. I'm locked in for six and six, by the way. You know, if you're an XL, just go double XL, be your like, you know, nighttime shirt or something. Flossy. Flossy. Hey. That that table just crushed
1: it. That, That table killed it.
2: Oh yeah, Here, here. Uh, you want, here. You winning carden? ticket,
1: winning ticket. I mean,
2: what size are you, small, medium? I'm a small. Yeah. There you go. I wouldn't say medium just because you never Love know. It. I mean, I, 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 you look like a small, I'm telling you.
1: Congratulations. I, all right, hold, hold, hold before we get out of here. Do you have a – come on, you got to have a record
2: prediction at this point. We're two weeks uh, out. record prediction. Whoa, okay. How about your best case, worst case? Best case come for on. me, seven and five. Absolute okay. best case scenario. Worst case is yeah. three and nine. I think those three wins. Would be Eastern Illinois over under three and a half. Gun to head. What are you taking? Over. I think everybody here should bet the over three and a half. As as hundred percent. As Luke Doty said, hammer. If you if you want free money, I think free money as much as it can get is over three and a half. I do think though. Seven. I I just think real. I'll say this before we close it out. Realistic expectations. We're a two and eight football team last year. We're a four and eight team the year before. We've got a brand new coaching staff. You have to have realistic expectations. Don't put the sky on this team, but we can put the clouds on them. I think the clouds are a seven and five. Get to six and six. Let's go to a bowl game. Let's win the bowl game. And let's carry some momentum in twenty twenty two.
1: Let's set. go, Cox. Well All right.
2: A couple of thank yous. A couple of thank yous to start it out. Thank you to Rita's. Thank you to the Halls family for allowing us to come out here tonight. I appreciate everybody. Literally friends. New friends. I mean, I think again, I think it's so cool how social media works. You get to meet people that you've never met before. So it was nice to meet all you. Thank you for coming out. This has been truly a pleasure. And also, thank you to Chris. Came down from Columbia here to make this happen. So thank you, Chris.
1: Appreciate y'all. Hey, for real. Great time. Appreciate you having us out. Again, Rita's. Everybody coming out, great talking Gamecocks football and, uh 15 days. What, what's there more to say? Hey, I will say this last thing. Let's wrap our arms around Shane Beamer. It's going to be a process. Let's be patient. Let him build. I think we do that. Good things will happen. On that note,
2: hey, I'm pretty well, – actually, one more thing. What, go I'm going to help out Eric Camry right here. Yeah, we want Dub. Dub is wanted. We want Dub. Let's go.
1: All right, shake dub. this right.
2: place. Everybody have a great weekend. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank Let's you. Let's go. Hey, appreciate yeah, hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it.